Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once-in-a-lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. One little spark of imagination is all we need to come up with the quartet of top-notch potential Walt Disney World attractions in our first-ever Armchair Imagination Challenge. But first, travel news, including developments at Super Nintendo World, the return of Just the Tips and Godzilla's Gully Works. Dust off your pocket protectors and straighten your thinking cap. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventure Society. Well, guys, I'm pooped. After all the hard-hitting broadcast journalism we've been producing the last few weeks, I think we deserve a chance to kick back, relax, and shoot the breeze. Fortunately, the inbox over at the news desk isn't nearly as full as it was last week, so let's get the work out of the way so we can take it easy. But first, I was wondering, I don't know if you guys have ever heard about this, but for the fir- for the film debut of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Walt Disney unveiled what you could probably call his first uh, actual theme park. There was this really bizarre walk-through dwarves village where you could meet grotesque costumed uh, seven dwarves and see where they live. So I was wondering, uh, what Disney movie would you like to see made into a hokey and slightly sad roadside attraction? Hmm. I'd probably How ask about yours. the black hole? <laughs> just a hole in the ground? Yeah, just literally a black hole. <laughs> you just throw your money into it? <laughs> That's good. I was going to say... cauldron. Uh, literally yeah. that. Just a bucket in the bottom of the hole. <laughs> I was going to say flubber, and you could just have various buckets full of goo. And just be like, eh. Oh, that's, yeah. That's flubber. None of them actually make you fly or bounce, but... <laughs> You're not allowed to touch the flubber. Just look at it. I was imagining the rescuers, but it was really just two mice sitting in a sardine can on the back of a <laughs> seagull. <laughs> on the back of a seagull. How do you get them to stay in there? Glue. We use glue. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they squeaking so loud? <laughs> they don't like the glue. You could just use one of those glue traps. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Sir, that's just a rat on a glue trap. Nope, that's the rescuers. Yeah, poor Bernard. <laughs> 50 cents, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unprepared to answer this question, so I'm going to Dan, move on and say it was your show. question. Ooh. I know, and I worked really hard composing it, and I forgot to answer. <laughs> forgot to answer. <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> I don't have an answer. Not a funny one. Aladdin, you could have the folks from the Tiger King run that oh. for you. <laughs> They can bring some tire cubs. Ooh, not anymore. Even even Doc Antle just got busted. I can oh. show you myself. <laughs> <laughs> Fastering here with the COVID. <laughs> Boy, well, our show this week is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no-obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. Just uh, take us to Japan. Yeah, we've got some uh, news about Super Nintendo World uh, that will be opening in early 2021 at Universal Studios Japan. Uh, we've got some new concept art that was released, uh, big, basically like big shot of the entire land. 
um, that kind of fits with all the leaked photos we've seen so far. It looks like you're absolutely in a video game, which is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so to preview the land, they've got the Mario Cafe and store that they're going to have opening outside the gates of the new land on October 16th. Um, and surprisingly enough, it's a merchandise location uh, where of you'll course. be able to. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a novel concept for a theme park, I know. Uh, they'll have uh, some merchandise for the new land, uh, Mario and Luigi themed things. And uh, it looks cool. It looks like an old 50s pharmacy diner with a Luigi Mario theme to it. So, and I'm made out of weird Japanese plastic looking. Yeah, everything's super shiny and clean and plastic because it's Japan and, you know, a video it looks game. very Japanese. Yes, very much so. <laughs> They, they're calling it Nintendo World, but it really, everything looks like Mario. It's Mario. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's Mario is synonymous with Nintendo at this point. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like Mickey and, and Disney. So it makes and sense. I didn't know. I didn't know it was pronounced Luigi. I always called it Mario and Luigi. Luigi. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so hopefully after this is open sometime in the next 20 years, we'll get this at uh, Epic <laughs> Whenever uh. <laughs> my grandchildren will be very excited for the opening day of Ouch. Super Nintendo World at Epic Universe. When are they trying to open in uh, the Japan? Early 2021. That's all we know. But I mean, they're 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 literally putting finishing t- finishing touches. Really, on it. really close yeah. to being finished. Yeah, I mean, they've been running things, so it's ready to oh, go. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know they were that close. Yeah, it was supposed to be open this July mm-hmm. or at the same time as the Olympics. So it was really just they had to oh, do right. the final fit and finish on it to have it ready. Yep, and you know, and there's only yeah. just now concept art. There, there was concept art, but they they released new concept art. How sneaky! It's new they are. concept art. Right. <laughs> Usually, when they get closer back. closer to the opening, yeah, you get more accurate concept art. Yeah. Was mm. was the Japanese equivalent of a churro? Yes, exactly. It's a whatever that is. Stand. Yeah. yeah. A pocky. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, those a are good. Stick stand. <laughs> mm. Mm, pocky. Uh, damn it! I didn't eat lunch yet. Okay, well, uh, Heather, down the Yeah, I, I've got a public service announcement for anyone who decides to take a vacation in Thailand. Be careful what you post on TripAdvisor and other review sites if you encounter a hotel you don't like. An mm. American tourist, uh, well, he's he's sort of a tourist. He's also living there for a little while, but an American guy was arrested and spent two nights in jail in Thailand last month after he posted negative online reviews of a hotel. And just updated today, he actually, the, the hotel is dropping the charges, but he was facing two to seven years in prison for violating Thailand's slander laws. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, he and the hotel are arguing over whether his reviews were warranted or not. He stayed in the resort in June and he observed some interactions mm. of the staff that he thought was uh, inappropriate. He felt that some of the management was treating some of the housekeeping staff poorly. And he also got into an argument with uh, with them over a corkage fee that he was charged when he and his friend brought some their own gin on on site. So he posted two negative reviews, one about the corkage fee that he said was um, not warranted. 
And his second review said that the resort's management treated the staff like slaves. Hmm. <laughs> and so they invoked uh, a a the slander laws that are apparently very strict in Thailand. And he was arrested and spent two nights in jail and was facing two years up to seven, two to seven years in prison. But the hotel has agreed to drop the charges if he writes to TripAdvisor and the other sites that he where he posted these bad reviews and says that he posted them in anger and they were not warranted. <laughs> and he has agreed to do that, which I mean, if you're facing seven years in a Thai prison, and, yeah, and repost what you actually. Well, I, that's the thing. I, I mean, once he's not staying, once he's not staying in Thailand, I guess he's on an expat assignment of some sort. So he's been living there for a bit. Uh, but I guess that once he's back in the United States, he can repost his reviews if he felt that they were warranted. But as long as he's in Thailand, he needs to be careful. <laughs> he can't do that when he gets back to the States. They did add a caveat that he has to write no takesies backsies at the end of that. Oh, so, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Well, there you <laughs> That's go. That's the legally <laughs> yeah. term for it. And yeah. I want IHOP so- to take note. They got to leave me alone now. All right, IHOP? <laughs> the Yelp review stays. Leave me alone. It stays. Your Rudy Tootie so fresh and you, fruity. If you have a bad experience in a hotel in Thailand, wait until you're home before you go to TripAdvisor and flame them. Glad we don't have that in the U.S. because I love flaming somebody. Oh online. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, what? Who? Who decides whether it was warranted or not? He, he, he was posting about his observations to how they were treating their staff members. I, I mean, that's kind of subjective, right? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Mm. That's scary. Just be careful also, what you do in, in other countries. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. You should have done it in Singapore. All you do is get caned in public. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Just take your caning and you're fine. <laughs> that's that's a timely reference that all of our dozens of listeners will remember, right? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that for um chewing gum? Oh, was he? Yeah, I thought what yeah. I was going to say he was littering or something. Yeah, yeah, I think it was it was gum, and you're not allowed to kind of like at Disney World. Do he spit gum out and for. got caned for it. Yeah, and I was like in caning it third or fourth World. grade when that happened. So, man, put your thumb memory lane. They're going to cane us in Main Street for uh, for the flows slander. I'm sure at this point. Oh, no, you're right. I'm a little (laughs) nervous about next December. (laughs) I will not be visiting Flo's. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to record a live show from Flo's. You know that, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Well, Jess has news from a restaurant that's guaranteed to never have to worry about getting bad reviews on TripAdvisor. Mm. Tell us all about you. Well, Chef yeah, uh, I don't know. I've eaten there, so I'm not going to agree with you on that one. Um, But for many, many people, uh, excitement for Chef Mickey's character breakfast is returning at uh, Walt Disney World Mm. beginning on December 16th with a few changes. Uh, Obviously, the characters will be uh, making modified appearances where they won't be stopping at the tables. Uh, they'll be physically distanced, characters. physically distanced and, and photo bombing. Basically, every time I see photos now from from character dining, yeah, it just makes me feel like they're they're yeah. photo bombing. So um, along with that, the uh, there won't be a buffet like there was before. It's going to be family style now, Good. which makes sense. And some new mm-hmm. menu items will be joining, including Mickey's celebration pancakes a loaded <laughs> a loaded potato cheese casserole topped with smoked bacon crumbles and chives 
and Goofy's mm. banana bread French toast. Oh, Ooh. yum! Yeah, which okay. Actually, you might you might be able to talk me into trying out Chef Mickey's. Mm-hmm. Now that you say all of those things, uh, yeah, I'm 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 hoping that you know among the changes is the the stopping of the napkin waving after everybody's Ugh. been wiping their faces. Surely, with nap- them and, that napkin waving spreads the COVID. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, you shouldn't do that anymore. Yeah. Just flinging the COVID germs. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the restaurant has a, a a bit of a cacophony going on usually throughout the meal so if you're you're looking for a, a quiet character meal that's definitely not yeah and they go. keep they keep having to push off their refurb of that restaurant oh yeah uh, and i think it's probably indefinitely pushed off now so yeah i mean if you want to feel like you're dining in 1995 also the, the decor there like is there. <laughs> straight out of like disney channel afternoon so mm-hmm. yeah it's bad goofy's kitchen at disneyland is the same way same yeah yeah it looks terrible. The food's terrible. The character interaction is <laughs> mediocre. Mm-hmm. But Chef Mickey's is one of the most popular character yeah. meals to get. Yeah. It is. It is. So, uh, reservations will open up on October 17th, and I'm sure they'll start going fast. So if you want to get in there starting December 16th, go for it. I have heard really good things about the food since they switched to the family Mm-hmm. style dining too so you got to think that can yeah, that can do a lot for freshness where they've had to do that yeah yeah, yeah. buffets you're going to get a level of a lower level of quality just yes. because they have to I, mass produce it you know i wonder if we will see buffets back ever there i'm not going to miss them i'm not a huge fan mm-hmm. of them i love a buffet and not just for the sheer quantity, but because of the <laughs> the weird stuff I can yes, put together. Like that's this, the beauty this of soup a poured over the top of this yeah. thing is delicious. But you're not going to tell that. Yeah, could you bring me just a, you know, this dish with that other weird soup poured over top? Yeah. It exactly. You don't get that. That's true. Well, if they if they had the servers like they did at the conference center at Universal, maybe they can. Yeah, where you yeah, point. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah, that's true. Then it's like cafeteria style. I could be down with that. But even then, I didn't want to go. Could you drizzle that all over this? Well, they'll give you a weird look, but they'll still do it. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Can you dig a hole in the mashed potatoes so yeah, that there's the actually a like yeah. gravy boat? Pour there. this curry yeah. into it. Yeah, my social anxiety won't let me ask for any of that. I'll just be like, it's, it's good. It's good. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, guys, it's time for the triumphal re- return of uh, Just the Tips with Keep to the World Channel, Woo-hoo. including uh, the debut of our brand new theme song. Oh, yay. Oh. Oh. Cannot wait. For the best travel hacks when you're planning your trips, here's Key to the World Travel with Just the Tips. Just the Tips. Whoa. <laughs> Ooh, that sax like, solo at the end really does it. Sounds like Keith Moon <laughs> fell over at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it's a wild uh, recording session. Uh, this week's tip comes from uh, Keith the Road Travel Advisor, Leah. My travel tip for today is about traveling with your children. When you start traveling with them and start Don't new traditions, it. remember that you will have to keep those traditions later. So oh, if you're good point. going to start, let's say, doing tea parties on an airplane when your daughter is two, expect <laughs> to be doing that for the next several years. Those are your tips for today. That is a really good point. Good. <laughs> sounds like somebody got, has been stuck in years of tea parties at this point. Tea parties on an airplane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Luckily, the tradition that we did with Wyatt when he was little was to not buy him anything. 
<laughs> no, that's a great tradition. And do nothing special. <laughs> the tradition uh, yeah, of not taking him. <laughs> was, I will get him as one souvenir hat or shirt with my money, and any other dumb toy or anything like that he wants is with his money. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. But then I bought him a couple of $200 lights. I was going to so say, I'm looking, I'm looking over your shoulder right now at many, many samurai swords on the wall. So I don't know oh, whether I believe yeah, that, you. That didn't, that didn't come from traveling. That came oh, from the okay. mall. And it was a Christmas <laughs> present. Ah, okay. Oh, that's oh, fair then. The best kind of store where you can get your samurai swords and your bongs all in that's one. Right. <laughs> that's called Spencer's <laughs> Gifts. Did those come from Hot Topic? Yeah. Uh, this came from... Yeah, it's like a world world kind of place. They have those like sarapes and Uh, uh, wear and bongs and imported (laughs) Chinese and Japanese crap. Good old fashioned head shop. Every mall has that store. (laughs) That is true. We do have that store. I don't know. I haven't been to the mall in a while since the since the special times started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it shut down actually, sadly. Do you guys have traditions that you did with your youngins? Or do nothing that that would be that would pigeonhole me to do it for the rest of my child's adolescence. Luckily, allow them to come with us is the <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's a tradition I got away from. Too. My kids both have things that they collect that that they always get the same thing when we travel. Yeah. We do that so too. We, we are, actually like, it, yeah. So we end up having to search for the the one place that saw Aiden. If for Aiden, it's he collects little animal figurines. So now we are always having to find a place that sells that kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. We always pick up the little ceramic skulls from the Mexico pavilion, all the, uh, the Mm. sugar skulls basically. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, we started that on our, our first trip when my son was three and now we have basically like two shelves worth and we've gotten every style that they sell there at this point. So we have to like dig through and find new ones. Occasionally there are, but yeah, that one's getting a little old. <laughs> Our Walt Disney World tradition is that they spend three hours in that store in Japan and spend <laughs> hundreds of dollars on Japanese crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Wyatt loved that. He had all sorts of samurai things. And- yeah, samurai things. And they all, I mean, that store has everything. They've got the weird snacks and mm-hmm. beverages. And I bought a bonsai tree that never grew from there once. Oh, sad. <laughs> yeah. It was a stupid purchase. That must have been fun to bring home on the plane. Well, I, it was it was bonsai seeds and the the pot because I oh. I didn't think I could get the actual like started tree and I was like I can grow stuff I'll start a bon and yeah it's I think the <laughs> no, pot's sitting nothing. in my garage now that was in 2015. <laughs> so you're saying there's still a chance it'll sprout? <laughs> I'm holding out hope. <laughs> <laughs> it's not dead yet. It's in the garage for years. Bonsai slow growing trees. It's okay. That's true. We like to bring home a fridge magnet from wherever we go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a little bit tough now at uh, Walt Disney World. We notice there's fewer resorts with uh, yeah resort specific magnets. We found a couple. Well, they but, usually uh, do the pins, and I have uh, so now I've been doing pin and just putting it on my cork board. Mm-hmm. We have a uh, we have fridge magnets and uh, uh, Christmas ornaments from every place we visit. That's our thing to do. Yeah. We tried to do like autograph books and pin trading with the kids and they did it for like the first stop and then they just kind of lost interest. They weren't, mm-hmm. it wasn't as important. I don't want to deal with paperwork while I'm meeting these people. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Paperwork>. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need you to sign this. 
Your TCP report. Can't can't <laughs> sign it anymore, though. Yeah, yeah. That's true. No yeah. more autographs. We'll Sad. Hand, hand out our business cards. Uh, speaking of doing paperwork on a theme park attraction, Heather, you've got Yeah, if you guys are getting tired of working from home, there's a theme park in Japan that is renting out office space so you can work from their theme park. And the best part is that the signature office space they're renting out is on the Ferris wheel. <laughs> so they have equipped the Ferris wheel with Wi-Fi. Oh, <laughs> and they're selling the little the little capsules. You can sit in there with a small desk and put your laptop up and, and just Ugh. go around and round in circles I would all get day sick long. Quick on that. <laughs> I wanted to, to do it with the uh the one at California Adventure, but the, the one that free <laughs> swings. <laughs> just a guy like holding yeah. on to his paperwork. Leave it to Japan to take the, you know, fun trends and make it weird. Like all the Caribbean islands that are saying, hey, come and work from our resorts. No, mm-hmm. for them, it's the theme park or they apparently also set up Wi-Fi hotspots in the middle of nowhere. Like in the middle of nature, <laughs> Wi-Fi hotspots and power strips so that you can commune with nature while you're working. It seems weird, but it's all the national parks if in Japan. If you live Japan. in somewhere crowded like a lot of Japan is, you probably would relish the yeah. opportunity to go out in the middle of nobody. Yeah, I suppose. Except I looks- that then there's 10 of you out there sharing a power strip <laughs> on the mountainside. Are you done with that outlet yet? Sorry. Oh, okay. I'll go hide behind the tree until you're done. Thanks. <laughs> which one of you Which one of you streaming YouTube videos? Blowing down my Wi-Fi. I'm up here in a tree trying to get back to nature while watching YouTube. So is that a no from you guys on the working from a Ferris wheel? <laughs> yeah. I basically, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to work from anywhere. You know, the situation like has its ups and downs. Oh, <sighs> Dan. <laughs> You're fired. Damn. You and me, we're going to go round and round, buddy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've been waiting this whole story to say this. I was just, <laughs> just sitting there like, ah. I can't wait for her to stop talking so I can say this. I planned it out yesterday afternoon when Heather told us what her story was going to be. <laughs> and that's a little behind the scene action from the production. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Say how just... the sausage is made. <laughs> uh, I was just looking at our news list and I realized that um, we've been really uh, Asia centric this episode as far as our news stories. Everything but uh, Chef Mickey's. Mm, that's true. Story. All Asia's the fun like things that. are going on in Asia right now. Yeah, tell us about some other. Fun did things you see that in China? You, you, you're. It's back to just basically normal life. No, you don't have to wear a mask. All of them went to the Great Wall of China for Golden oh, Week. Yeah, I oh, saw that. Were, yeah. Shoulder <laughs> to shoulder, backed. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna, things are going to be real interesting two weeks from now. Oh yeah, well, it, it, even at Shanghai Disneyland, they are not requiring masks anymore, except for indoors. So if you're hmm. in an indoor attraction that where the line is longer than 10 minutes, then you have to wear one. But otherwise, it's all back to normal. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous of them. Mm. Crazy. Now, are they yellowing it or are they actually done? No, they cases? actually have had zero community spread for the last month. So, huh. yeah. yeah. Wow, Someday that will be us again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. What is that? So speaking of weird Japan, uh, a few episodes back, I mentioned uh, that they were opening a 
a new Godzilla-themed land in a Japan theme park at Awaji mm-hmm. Park. Right. Um, well, wow. that obviously got sidetracked by the uh, outbreak, but things are back on track and they are getting ready to uh, reopen it. Actually, it has reopened as of uh, time people are listening to this on October 10th. So, all right, everybody buckle up for this one. This is the Godzilla Interception Operation Awaji National Awaji Institute of Godzilla Disaster at Awaji Island Theme Park. I did it. Is that the worst? <laughs> wow. Uh, that has got to be the longest it's worst a name. Translation <laughs> issue. Did they contract that out to uh, Walt Disney and Imagineer? Yeah, whoever Seriously. whoever came up with that got paid by the letter, I think. And so he's like, I'm getting my money's worth. Um, <laughs> so the they, person that's pissed is the sign maker for that. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, the entrance <laughs> sign actually covers up the entire ride. You can't see it. It's a, <laughs> This is so I'm looking at your screen yes. and what looks like a bucket of guts. Yes. What, so what the the that? social media for uh, the, the theme park released uh, new looks at the zipline attraction, which is going to be called the Godzilla Interception Operation portion of uh-huh. the crying out really loud. long thing I just said, um, <laughs> where you will oh, so ride zip lining through his mouth. You will ride a zip line straight into the mouth of Godzilla and right out the <laughs> open back end. And <laughs> by the looks of the photos as to how the back end, like it, he had some sort of Godzilla Taco Bell or something, because it's it's yeah. a straight yeah. shot. <laughs> um, it's gross. It's real gross. Something looking. has blown a hole in Godzilla. Yeah. So this is, is showing us a collage on our screen that we're lo- looking at and commenting on is the lower left is that the back end is that his butthole <laughs> so the, the 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 lower left that's actually that's the, the mouth, roof of his yeah. mouth so to a little oh. bit of a a little bit of background for people that aren't huge godzilla fans like i am this area and this ride is, is based off of what's called shin godzilla which is a newer version of godzilla which is really high on the gross factor there's a lot of weird just nasty things and so the ride reflects that um it's got Basically, Ew. inside of him are all these weird pus boils and eyeballs <laughs> growing out of them Gross. with teeth. Um, and yeah, they're, it's really weird. Um, it, in the, the new land, amongst things like this, you'll be able to zip line into his oral cavity for a bit more research. <laughs> um, and then uh, you'll be monitoring Godzilla and then finally doing battle with him, uh, which they don't really say exactly how that's supposed to happen. But huh. yeah, the, the zip line looks really cool. Uh, it also looks pretty it terrifying looks like because he's life size. Come a little close to the teeth. Yeah, you do. You come like right line. under the teeth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't like a lot of teeth. <laughs> it's okay. You can make your way straight to the butthole. <laughs> <laughs> you blast just like a normal head. Friday night. <laughs> yeah. oh, damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and. Uh, there is no indication whatsoever that anywhere on this giant kaiju is a giant kaiju dick. So I think we're okay. I don't have to mention that <laughs> for once. I can leave that out. Oh, wait. Never mind. Oh. Oops. So who's going? Well, I, I would visit this. Um, yeah. You want to take a whirlwind tour through the intestines of a giant kaiju? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, I, I really want to do this. It looks awesome. It, it does look right up your alley, Jess. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a huge <laughs> Godzilla fan. It's weird, though, because in the pictures you're sharing here, it's like it makes it look like there's nothing but just this. Yeah, it's just Godzilla that in, a, in a field. In the middle of a field. <laughs> it's, it's the e-ticket yeah. attraction, so it's it's what they're 
pushing right now. Um, yeah, they, they weren't trees able, and then Godzilla's <laughs> face poking up and a cord that goes through it. Yeah, they they weren't able to open the the whole land on time, and so up until recently, they've just had a Godzilla museum open, which mm. sounds awesome to me too. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. I love Gogeta. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all i got for that i like it i dig it maybe next door they'll build a mothra spinner <laughs> yes <ride. laughs> that would be cool wait where is that that's uh, where in japan uh you know what i don't know which airport do I fly into? <laughs> the one next to the giant Godzilla. You can't miss it from the sky. <laughs> How many can there possibly be? You'd be surprised. Stick around because after the commercial break, we're daydreaming about the Disney movies we'd love to see turned into theme park attractions. When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your Key to the World Travel Vacation Planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the World Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Well, we found our way into the inner sanctum of Walt Disney Imagineering, a veritable mad scientist laboratory of imagination and fun, full of bubbling beakers, sparking Tesla coils, and all kinds of arcane steam-driven machinery, all assembled to create the magic and dreams that powered the gigantic entertainment industrial complex that is Walt Disney World. And in the grand tradition of 90 sitcoms on the ABC network taking their yearly (laughs) field trip to the House of Mouse... A series of improbable and absurd backstage hijinks have resulted in us being rewarded with the opportunity of a lifetime, the chance to design our very own attractions to be added to the theme parks. Let's get to work! Uh, this week's discussion was inspired by Key to the World Travel Planner and Gold Key Adventure Society superfan Teresa Perry, who asked, If you could have Disney create an attraction based on any movie, TV show, or character, uh, what would you pick, and could you please describe the attraction? So, I bet nobody you, picked Teresa. Pandora. <laughs> not even no. James Cameron. <laughs> yeah. It's not even a Disney movie. No. It's not even a good movie. No. No. Yeah. The land is beautiful true. though. Yeah. I the do land love is absolutely land. beautiful. But there's there's gotta be better properties they could have. Yeah. As I've said before, it's gonna make a great Wakanda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I don't know if they can Someday. backpedal like that. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> So there's even fewer animals in Wakanda than in. Just go ahead and share. 
I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because then somebody's going to bring up Indiana Jones. I'm going to really pissed off. So Jess, tell me your idea. <laughs> All right, then. Well, my idea, um, actually, I, I kind of had an idea to overhaul an existing attraction that I think is long past its prime, which would be uh, Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger spin. Um, oh. It's fun. But but hear me out. So one of my favorite Disney movies of all time that I feel does not get uh, the credit it deserves is Meet the Robinsons. Oh, Oh, yes. So that movie movie to me is very much in line with sort of like the ethos of Walt Disney himself. I mean, sort of Mm -hmm. not to give it away for anybody that hasn't watched it. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's on Disney Plus. Um, You know, the ending sort of has a lot to do with sort of uh, some of what he believed in. In, in his life, basically. So uh, to me, it's it's a beautiful film and it's it's a really great film about letting go and, and moving forward and, and sort of learning from the past, but not living in it. Um, and so I think it could be really easy to completely overhaul Space Ranger Spin and turn it into Bowler Hat Blasters. Yes, <laughs> I dig it. So you, I, I dig it. You start off by boarding mini versions of the time machine from the film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you've got blasters that are themed. Like I, I love the the look, the aesthetic of that film of of sort of the the, the cartoonish poppy future that they mm-hmm. uh, very yeah. colorful, um, very kind of fifties based, just really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get on, you'll 50s get on this future. Yeah, the the future that never was, as they say. Um, you get on the, the the spaceship and or the, the the time machine, excuse me, and uh, you immediately travel into the future. So in the first room, as you're traveling through the future, you get ambushed by the bowler hat guy immediately, and you sort of have to fight him and his bowler hat to get through and, and make it into the future. Um, as soon as you do, you enter into the Robinsons' mansion, and you can tour through their rooms and see all of their inventions and have target practice with various things, like you could have, you know, the the room where the frogs are singing and have, you know, target practice with those guys. <laughs> yes. Um, and, you know, meet all the characters, do that sort of thing. But um, then sort of at the end, you're heading out and heading back to your time. And as you're leaving, you're attacked by the bowler hat guy again, who causes your ship to travel to an alternate future, one that has been taken over by him and the robotic bowler hats. And you then have to blast your way out and defeat the bowler hats before entering the last room and traveling back to the present day. Mm-hmm. I love it. Can we work in the T Rex? Oh yeah, yeah. They'll definitely be the T Rex. <laughs> <These tiny arms. laughs> I have little. Yeah, I have a big head and tiny arms. Yeah, that it would. The the animatronics would look great because I I love the the style of cartoon in, in that one. So yeah, yeah. I love the whole look and feel of that movie. The the the, the, the mm-hmm. design of it is amazing. Yeah, oh, and it's it, a great it's, story. It fits into Tomorrowland exactly. So yeah, which, it already is oh, the absolutely. future that there was. And if you don't want to take Space Ranger spin, if you don't want to take Space Ranger spin down, you can throw it in Stitch's empty dumper, dumpster That's fire. That's true. Mm-hmm. We do have a space. Yeah. It's so it. small in there, though. I don't know what else yeah. they could do in there. It'd have to be fully virtual. Yeah. The rumor was that it was going to be a Wreck-It Ralph virtual racing attraction, but who knows? Mm, that could make sense if you had everybody wearing, I don't know. I, I think they'll just turn it into a family-style dining place. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm sure it's just storing cheese cups for uh, the lunching pad across the way. So. Cheese cups? <laughs> for the pretzels. Well, I've always loved the movie, the Pinocchio, animated Disney animated Pinocchio. And the ride, I was so excited to see the ride when I went to Disneyland the first time. And it is so lame. It's dumb. <laughs> it's you know, it's the, it's so old and it's just like, 
four. It's it's on the scale of uh, like a worse Peter Pan. So I thought, why wouldn't they take this monstro part of the ride and turn that into just a totally badass water ride? So you could have mm-hmm. it sort of a cross between the new Pirates of the Caribbean ride system where the boats can swing around and all that and have you follow Pinocchio going into the water and into Monstro and the whole big escape. Uh, there's fire effects, there's water, there's fish all around you. And then at the end, you're blown, uh, you know, like one of those roller coaster, water coaster launch system that blows you out up and all through the water. It could be you know, three different kinds of rides. It wants a gentle boat ride that turns scary and then you're inside and there's all the effects of dark ride stuff while you're inside Monstro. And then you have to start the fire that makes him sneeze and blow you out into a amazing water coaster style thing. They could put that in at Disneyland in the uh, Nemo where 20,000 leagues used to be. Mm, yeah. You got the water features and everything already. Yep. That would be good. Yeah. I, I like that. 20,000 leagues under the sea. <laughs> I was, when we were talking about this, I, I, there were several different movies I was thinking of. Mulan was thinking about mm. Brave for a little while, but I, I super love the, the, the whole steampunk aesthetic. The, I love Jules Verne and those, you know, turn of the century ideas about what the future is like. And there. There have been some attempts at a 20,000 leagues under the sea attraction. You've got that in Disneyland. Is it still that or is it, is that submarine like it's Nemo now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Disneyland is a Nemo little ride. And then in Disneyland Paris, they do have the, they have a Nautilus walkthrough that's sort of in the, uh, the genre of the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse, where it's it lo- it's basically a full scale Nautilus, and it is very cool, and it's a really neat walk through. You see where he, you know, his uh, his organ and where he sleeps, and <laughs> you just see his organ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that was actually an opening day attraction at Disneyland. Was was they had a walkthrough mm-hmm. like that in California. And in Paris, most of it is just a walkthrough. There is one section where they have a huge porthole and most of the time it's just weird fish <laughs> swimming by. But every few minutes the Kraken attacks and the whole thing shakes. And uh, my, my, both of my kids were equally uh, terrified and thrilled by that. Um, and, and most of the time that, that whole area kind of goes together because their Space Mountain is... Jules Verne based and steampunk and when it doesn't have the hyperspace mountain overlay on it, which is cool, but it doesn't quite fit because the whole building, it looks steampunk and <laughs> like Jules Verne. And, and it, um, but so I was thinking that, and I don't know where this would go if we brought it here to the United States to, to either of the parks, but it would fit land. perfectly there. Yeah. Land probably better. It would fit perfectly in that area in Disneyland Paris, but I was imagining a 20,000 leagues under the sea Nautilus ride, but using the technology that they use in Shanghai for their Pirates of the Caribbean ride, which sadly I haven't yet. Walt Disney Imagineering worked with Industrial Light and Magic on that attraction, and I haven't gotten to experience it yet, but I understand that it is absolutely Incredible, and you genuinely feel 
like you have because you it's a it's a a dark boat ride and you start off uh, on you know your ship is going out into the sea and you're attacked and you end up somehow underwater mm-hmm. and um they they warn people with um motion sickness to avoid that ride because you really really feel like you're getting sucked underneath the sea and it looks just spectacular and so I guess my my thought was something along those lines where you're uh, it would be a, a dark boat ride on the Nautilus and you get pulled deeper down into the depths by the Kraken and you go deep into the Kraken deep deep into the Kraken yes <laughs> what about if on on top of that there's a way that they could take the experience from uh smugglers run and you're actually crewing oh, oh great yeah. wow, idea stuff is going on on top of it yeah six or eight people that all have i make everybody this is, row this is why dan <laughs> should be an imagineer all, yeah, i make everybody row the thing the with those rides is on that uh, go ahead jess oh the thing with those rides is that there's always a position that's not fun so you're gonna probably be like oh, <laughs> oh I'm, yeah i'm running the bilge pump yay swapping the poop deck <laughs> great <laughs> there's a guy mopping <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's no unimportant jobs on the. Nose. I'm the engineer. I'm the pilot. I'm mopping. <laughs> I paid a hundred and thirty dollars to go to Walt Disney World <laughs> and mop up. <laughs> the ride system on that, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean in. Uh, Shanghai is amazing. It's under it's underwater magnets that pull along, and so they can swap tracks and spin the mm-hmm. thing, and yeah. it, it all follows a basic track. But each car can take different little side things. It's kind of like a water version of the uh, the ride system for Rise of the Resistance and Ratatouille, mm-hmm. where yeah. you get all that spin action and stuff. So you combine that with the swirling scenery and all. I can see how that that could get you a little motion sick, but. The water and effects and so all just cool. looks so amazing. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're, they are trying to move towards using more of their IP on their attractions and uh, getting away from some of the original ones, which uh, mm-hmm. that they came up with just for the parks. But I, I'd love to see them dig into a lot of their old IP instead of just whatever new thing, you know, frozen is yeah. great. All the little girls love frozen. Okay. Cool. Yeah. They're putting a frozen land in Paris and in Tokyo. Um, but there's just so much that they have in the treasure chest that's just cool stuff that could make great attractions. It doesn't necessarily have to be. I'd love to see some of their darker properties get rides like Definitely. Black, Black Cauldron or yes. Black Hole or something. The Black like Hole that. with that creepy, creepy robot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my idea, actually, well, I guess it's not the darkest, but this is a cartoon that has some dark moments. Um, and actually, I'm told it was the first thing I ever saw in movie theaters is the oh. Great Mouse Detective. Oh, oh yeah. I, like that one. I yeah. like that one. Um, I love Sherlock Holmes stories. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. And so forget about Mary Poppins. We're putting this in the England Pavilion in Epcot. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. That would and, be perfect. Did you yeah, just say I, forget about Mary Poppins? I think I think, to, I I think we just blows. I was about to say I you, think we just lost Zach, yeah. our biggest fan. Zach is like <laughs> started running towards Michigan anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I've got time to time to dodge. Hey, there's um, a lot of space back there behind the UK pavilion. 
we could have Mary Poppins and the Great Mouse Detective. True. Um, So I was thinking, and this is going to be like an immersive multi-stage attraction, kind of like Rise of the Resistances, because I think that's kind of where Mm, at least mm -hmm. they would like to start going with the the future of theme park attractions. Mm -hmm, Sure. Um, And so let's go follow the the story of the movie. You'll enter uh, the queue through... They use forced perspective on the buildings and oversized front door. So it looks like you're going through the tiny little mouse hole sized door oh. into oh, Basil yes. Baker Street's uh, apartments at what Basil one and a half B, <laughs> I think they call yeah. it. The, um, so the walk through the queue, you get to see all the weird knickknacks and science experiments and detritus of his rooms. And then at the end, you'll meet uh, little Olivia Flaversham. Uh, and she'll tell you about her father's missing. At which point, uh, you whistle for Toby the Bloodhound, and that is yes! your initial ride vehicle, right? Wow. So it'll be like a trackless vehicle in the shape of a dog. So you're kind of like the Ratatouille ride vehicles. They'll be the more mobile um, trackless vehicles, like what they have in Who's Honey Hunt, uh, so that they can bounce and move around. So it kind of simulates the motion of the dog running, you know? Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, wow. So, so He's this given first... this a lot of thought. I love oh, it. I really right. feel like I phoned it in. <laughs> oh, this, this was 10 minutes of effort uh, an hour before we recorded. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, so you're riding on Toby and you investigate the toy shop in the waterfront um, to try to solve the mystery of where he is. You're confronted by the bat and other Radig- others of Radigan's uh, henchmen. So you got these Radigan. kind of set piece <laughs> moments. And then here's where we're inventing an all new ride vehicle because you're going to pull up to a spot where you're going to find out that you're s- the 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 dog part of the vehicle is really just a shell. <laughs> as fleas. Yeah, no, it's He's just a shell, rabies. and so the part of the the part of the vehicle that you are sitting in is going to transfer out of the dog. I haven't figured out how yet into a dirigible airship, which is going to move kind of like. Because like wow. the movie, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like in the Peter Pan ride, and you're gonna fly up to the top of Big Ben, where you get to see the giant climactic fight with uh, Radigan at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. You save the day, and then you gently float down to the ground, and you exit through the mouse version of Buckingham Palace straight into the gift shop. <laughs> Amazing! Don't forget the gift <laughs> shop. I think we need to make this happen. I would Somebody wish. call I would the really and get that. me a budget. Much better than my idea for a Mulan uh, sword fight training experience in China. (laughs) That sounds like something they do because it's cheap to make. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If they had like, yeah, the Jedi training version of Mm -hmm. that, that would be great over there. Or even they've got that lightsaber technology that they came up with for the hotel that's like AR lightsabers. Oh, true. It probably wouldn't be that hard to translate that to sword actual swords instead of lightsaber and yeah mm-hmm. i want the i want that song playing <laughs> let's get down to business yeah or i'll make a man i'll make a you. man out of you that's right <laughs> as sung by harvey firestone <laughs> yes that guy. that guy well thanks for hanging out with us again this week if you're excited to experience <laughs> If you're excited to experience the latest theme park wonders from Walt Disney Imagineering or explore anywhere else around the world, Key to the World Travel has a damnation. <laughs> a damnation full of agents that can help you. Oh, you didn't have anything on the notes. It's just. I know. It went into my other, my template for my protection outline. So let me mm. switch over. This uh, is going great. 
key to the world travel has a 170-foot dirigible with a hot air-filled balloon canopy, manually operated steering wings, and man-powered paddle wheel propulsion. Man-powered paddle wheel propulsion system full of expert travel planners ready to make your vacation dreams a reality. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com to get started with a no-obligation quote. Don't forget to catch up with our friend The Theme Park Professor for all the latest theme park news and tips at www.themeparkprofessor.com. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Oh, word of mouth is the best way to help us grow our show. If you have a friend or two who you think would appreciate our special brand of globe-trotting jackassery, tell them what makes our show so great and send them our way. You can find links to subscribe to the show on your favorite apps and all the latest updates at www.goldkeyadventures.com. Can't wait to hang out with you again next week, and we'll see you real soon. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Let's reimagine flows. I want to imagine it as closed. Is that possible? (laughs) Oh, wait, it is. (laughs) Too soon. Sorry, Flo's employees. Not soon enough. To ask a question <laughs> or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the Gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song Hoka Hey for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventures Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure. Oh, three times? <laughs> oh, clap? <laughs> With hands? I was, I, yeah, I, was, I was clapping inside my heart. I was using I my booty. you clap as long as you make three sounds of flesh striking flesh. <laughs> that works.